This is a News Talk 94.1 special presentation. News Talk 94.1 set to send you to the Putnam County Courthouse where the National Day of Prayer, the Putnam County Service, is ready to begin. And we join Pastor Eddie Turner. We are nothing, accomplish nothing, can have nothing without you. And we join with thousands and thousands of other believers around the United States of America. And we pray. We pray for our nation. We pray for our people. We pray for our governments. We pray for our education systems. Today, we pray. And we ask you to see us, to hear our prayers, and to work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll join me and face the flag and let's play, uh, say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to its republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good afternoon. Well, we're blessed to be here. We were asked, uh, this is my, I'm Peyton, and this is my brother Parker, we're from Friendsville. We were asked to come and blow the shofar. So by raise of hands, who knows what the shofar is? Wow, a lot of people know what shofar is. Okay, so we're, I don't really have to explain this that much then, but for those who don't know, the shofar is in biblical times, it was called the ram's horn. And shofar is a Hebrew word. The shofar, they would blow the shofar when they went into battle. And it said that when they went into battle and they blew the shofar, there was no enemy they couldn't overcome because God was with them. They blew the shofar at Jericho. They would blow the shofar when a king was coming in. And what does Paul tell us in 2 Thessalonians? That we're waiting for the Messiah to return at that last great trumpet blow when the shofar is blown in heaven. So it's one other thing. It breaks up the stony hearts within us and we are able to express our innermost pain through the shofar. So today we're going to blow the shofar to bless our Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, and we're going to bless Israel as well. Now Parker is going to pray for Israel, and if Parker was wearing a garment called the prayer shawl, when we put on the prayer shawl, we're drowning out the noises and the things around us and we're focusing in on our Messiah. So Lord, we come here today for you and to glorify you and only you and none of us, Lord. 
So we pray for Israel today, Lord, and I just pray that in Jerusalem there will be peace, Lord. And you say whoever blesses Israel will be blessed, Lord. So we bless Israel today, Lord. Just help them, just keep them safe, Lord. Help them to have peace. Help them to be united as a nation that you are their God, Lord. Please, Lord, help them to come to know that Yeshua, Jesus, is their Messiah. And help them to be a unified, Lord. And please protect them from all the attacks that might come against them from Iran, Lord. And please, Lord, be with our government officials, Lord. And uh, please, Lord, just give them wisdom to make the right decisions, Lord. And please, Lord, just help for America to be on good standards uh, with Israel, Lord. And um, please, Lord, help us to do good things for Israel, Lord. And please forgive our nation for the sins we've committed, Lord. And please forgive us individually for the sins we've committed, Lord. And please bless Israel, Lord. And Yeshua. And now, to finish our part, I've been asked to do the blessing. In Numbers chapter 6, God tells Aaron, He said, This is the blessing I want you to give the people of Israel. And by doing this, I'll put my name on the people. So not only is this just a saying, a phrase, this is God's direct way of blessing you and your family and putting his name on you. I'm going to do it in Hebrew and then English. And I'm glad everyone can speak Hebrew and knows. But do you realize that when it was written, it was written in Hebrew? This is the language that God used to speak creation into existence. And in fact, Paul says in Acts, I believe it's Acts 22, he says, And I heard a voice from heaven, and it was speaking in Hebrew. So Jesus is still speaking Hebrew. It's still an important language to him, and it has a lot of depth. So just uh, to preface this, I'll start in Hebrew, and I'll finish in English. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance, His smile upon you and give you His peace. In the wonderful name of Yeshua, our Messiah, Amen. Give these young people another hand. This was awesome. I'm going to loosen this up and make it go higher without dropping it, I hope. Folks, my name is Michael Detweiler, and today I have the honor to pray for government, for those in authority. You know, and it's scriptural for us to pray for our elected officials regardless of party. So let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I pray the leaders would have conviction directed by and given to them by your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that your plan and purpose for our leaders will be evident to them. I pray that no weapon formed against our leaders will prosper. And I pray that you open the eyes of our leaders who are close-minded, and show them that your way is the only way. Provide our leaders with wise counsel. Provide them with godly counselors who will give them honest wisdom and encouragement 
Well up humility in the hearts of our leaders to make apologies and adjustments where these things are necessary. Lord, break their hearts for what breaks yours. Pour out a spirit of cooperation between elected leaders. Break down barriers that are built up by selfish ambition and for personal power. And Lord, safeguard the marriages and the families of elected leaders who spend so much time away from home. And Father, give leaders clarity to know the issues that are most important and to dedicate their time towards that. And please soften their hearts to hear and to understand the needs of these areas in which they serve. Lord, bring a spirit of harmony and righteousness among the staff members who work to support each of the elected leaders and protect our leaders from falling into temptations of bribes, of unfaithfulness, or straying from what they know is right. Lord, protect them from the plots of evil to stand for what You have established. And Lord, I thank You that You have ordained these offices of elected officials. Help them to be all You have called them to be. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Hey guys, <clears throat> my name is Earl McNeely. I'm a retired paramedic, Putnam County EMS. And I am here to pray for our military, EMS, fire, rescue, and our police departments. If you'll pray with me. Father, I just want to come to you right now and tell you that I love you, that I honor you, Father. You are our God. Father, we're in trouble in our nation, Father. But we look to You to help us, Father. Father, we lift up our military. Father, we have the greatest military in the world right now, Father. But we, they need You, Father. They need You, Father. And I pray, Father, that You will give us people in our military that love You, that honor You, Father. People that love this country, Father that us as Americans, Father, that we will support them. And, Father, their families. Oh, Father, did you give them peace and help their families, Father, as they put their loved ones in harm way, Father. We lift up our police and sheriff departments, Father. They've been under such attack by our media and politicians, Father. And, Father, we just pray for them, Father that you will let them know that we as Americans, we love them and we honor them, Father. They are appreciated. And that you will protect them as they go on the job, Father. You'll give them wisdom in all the situations that they have to go into. And Father, that their families, that you will be with them, giving them their, your peace as they go in harm's way. Father, we lift up EMS as they go down these highways and roads in emergency traffic, Father, they go into situations where they have no idea 
these houses they go in and having to make quick decisions on life-threatening injuries and illnesses, that you will be with them as they make these decisions, Father. We lift up our fire department, Father. People, they're going in to fires and dangerous situations, dangerous rescues, Father, that you will be with them. Give them courage and wisdom and knowledge on how to handle these situations, Father. That you will be with our rescue squad in all these situations, Father, that they go into, Father. And I just pray, Father, that the people that are leading these departments, Father, that you will give us men in wisdom, men and women that love you, Father, that will honor you, that love this country, Father, that love what they do, and they will teach excellence in what they do, Father, and that the men and women under them, Father, that they will have a deep sense of caring for them, Father, that they will take care of them, Father, and honor them. And, Father, that you will give these men and women the best training, Father, and the best equipment. And these people will not have to work two and three jobs, Father, but they will be blessed financially, Father. Father, we love you. We honor you. We pray that this prayer goes into your throne room and it's a sweet-smelling savor in your nostrils, Father. We love and honor you and ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. My name is Alex Lissick. I'm the campus pastor at Life Church South Campus right here in Cookville, and I've been asked to pray for our media today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, today we, first God, we, we marvel at your wonder and your artistry, that you are a God of creativity and you choose to speak to us in a multitude of creative ways. God, you speak and you bring all that is seen and all that is unseen into being. And today we sit and wonder at the source from which all imagination, all creativity, and all power flows. It's truly in you that we have our life, that we move and we have our being. Today, God, we, we look and, and we pray for those who work in the field of media, and we surround them with prayers of encouragement, of endurance, and strength as they choose to take up this calling. But God, we're also reminded today that each of us are called to be your mass media that each of us are called to be communicators of the gospel to a world that desperately needs your message of hope. And so for that, God, today we pray that you would show us the value of every human life, that each of us is made in your image and help us to see others as you would. God, help us to listen long and speak less, honoring the voices of those who are passed over and guarded against those who would try to control our thoughts and our minds. God, we pray that you would show us injustice in the world and act like you tell us to act justly, to love mercy, to walk with humility. And while we do that, we do it as we flee from sensationalism, from gossip, from slander and lies. God, help the love of God, the message of mercy and redemption and hope to always be on our lips even in a world that is full of greed, wars, conflict, and exploitation. 
God, help us as communicators of the gospel to tell stories that reflect your nature, to reflect your loving kindness, that make the world a better place. And God, we thank you for the tools of media. We thank you for all of the tools and, and the creativity that you have given us. But God, help us to use these tools as a means of sharing, bridging, and bringing together, not dividing and pulling us apart. Father, we thank you for all of those who have been called to serve in the world of media. And we recognize the strategic and important role that media has in our world. But God, we know that we tell the greatest story ever told that we have the greatest message and the greatest story by which all other stories are measured. Help us to tell that story well. And for each of our friends and brothers and sisters who are in the world of media, God, today we pray that you would grant each of them discernment to hear your voice, wisdom in what to share, integrity to share it how they do, creativity in the way that they share, courage to stand for truth, and grace as they serve you and serve the world around them. But above all things, we got, God, we pray that your peace, your presence will always light the way. We pray all of these in the amazing, creative, and strong name of Jesus as we all say, amen. As I'm walking up here, hope this works. I uh, saw a t-shirt once that said, get used to different. So what you're fixing to hear is different, okay? I'm Dave, and this is Diane Rowland. And uh, we've uh, been in business here about 40 years this year with uh, the sign business. In uh, 2014, uh, Diane founded Next Step for Life, program for men and women. If you're one of the Next Step for Life folks here today, raise your hand. Give us a holler back there. Good-looking bunch of young guys and girls there. Amen. The guys got their morning clothes on right there, right? But uh, at any rate, uh, I asked permission from the leadership, uh, Marsha and Carla. Uh, you don't, you're not going to have to bow your head for this one because it's a challenge. It's not a prayer so much. So I just ask you to eyes wide open and uh, hold on to your hats as uh, we begin to speak. Uh, and I've got Diane here with me for something at the end. But uh, I had this all kind of laid out. And at the last minute, there was something that came across my news feed this morning that... Uh, it was shocking, more than shocking, and uh, I thought we just better use it while we're here because we're not here to play patty cake anymore, are we? We're here to get serious about this thing. It's, it's now or never. The truth of the matter is, I was speaking to a uh, pastor back in the back, Pastor Steve Thornton, a minute ago, and I said, you know, if things don't turn around, we may not be here next year. We may not be able to do this. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. So this comes from a uh, conservative news feed, St Todd Starnes, this morning at 8.30. Let that truck get by. Can everybody hear me? Everybody kicked the hole. Students brutally attacked school principal. A wild mob of Texas high school students brutally attacked an assistant principal who was trying to break up a fight. This is yesterday. The, the principal was so badly injured she had to be taken to the hospital. The New York Post reports that two ninth graders at Westfield High School in Houston threw punches in hallways, in a hallway. An untold number of students filmed the fight and egged on the brawlers. The video shows a woman in a pink blazer trying to stop the fight. That's when the mob turned on her. 
Everybody kicked the hoe can be heard as a woman is pushed to the floor, swarmed by a mob of students, a mob of students. Three or four kids jump on her and just pummel her to the ground as they're kicking her and pulling her hair, a terrified teacher told television station KPRC. Teachers in the school district say they just, just don't feel safe. When you call for help to the front office, nobody ever shows up. We don't feel safe. Faculty don't feel safe. And if the parents knew how unsafe the, inside the school is, they would be upset. The victim's family told television station KBTZ she was left unable to talk after the attack and was suffering from excruciating head pain. Her father says it's unclear how long she may have to stay at the hospital as her pain needs to be constantly monitored. She will also need a CT scan. How many would say today this is not the America today that we grew up in? Um, I'm going to read a little uh, from the flyleaf of this book that I've been reading, and I would encourage everybody to get a copy of it. It's by a gentleman named Eric Metaxas. He lives in New York. He's a best-selling author. It's called The Letter, Letter to the American Church. And about three years ago, he was in town and spoke to a group here. So he's the real deal. He's not some uh, tinfoil hat guy or some conspiracy theorist guy. It's, uh, it's what's happening in America right now. So let me read to you out of the Letter to the American Church. Silence in the face of evil is evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. God will not hold us guiltless. Can it really be God's will that his children be silent at a time like this? Decrying the cowardice that masquerades as godly meekness, Eric Metaxas summons the church to battle. The author of a best-selling biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Metaxas reveals the haunting similarities between today's American church and the German church of the 1930s. Echoing the German martyr's prophetic call, he exhorts his fellow Christians to repent, for us to repent of our silence in the face of evil. An attenuated unbiblical faith that's in parentheses, faith, based on what Baumhofer called cheap grace, has sapped the spiritual vitality of millions of Americans. Paying lip service to an insipid evangelism, they shrink from combating the evils of our time. Metaxas refutes the pernicious lie that fighting evil politicizes Christianity. As Bonhoeffer and other heroes of the faith insisted, the church, and that's us, has an irreplaceable role in the culture of a nation. It's our duty to fight the powers of darkness, especially on behalf of the weak and vulnerable. Silence is not an option. God calls us to defend the unborn, to confront the lies of cultural Marxism, and to battle the globalist tyranny that crushes human freedom. Confident that it is his fight, the church must overcome fear and enter the fray, armed with the spiritual weapons of prayer, self-sacrifice, and love.
35 years ago, across town down here, at a businessman's lunch, I heard a message about the gray area. It was talking about, over the years, the gray area in life has shrank and shrank and shrank and shrank and shrank. Right then, there was very little gray area left. Folks, today, there's no gray area left. God is calling us to get in or out. But Dave, we feel helpless. I mean, just watching the news one day, we get as much new things happening today, bad news, and one day we used to get in a year when we're growing up. But rather than just leave you hanging, I'll, I'm reminded of 1980 when I graduated Tennessee Tech and we had a class called Seminar and it was supposed to bring in some uh, leader from the community to encourage us to go on and do well in life. But I remember this particular one, head of a, a business, I'll not name it, I won't even name what kind of business it was, you might figure out who it is. But all he told us was about how bad the, the world was and how bad it was this year in 1979 and how bad it was going to be next year. He gave us no hope, no encouragement, no go forward and do well, boys, you can do it. Well, that's not what we're here for today. You say, what can I do today in the light of all this? Number one, folks, we need to repent. It's our fault. It's the church's fault that America's in the shape it's in. And uh, if you doubt what I've said, anything in this book right here, I'm going to bring it a little closer to home to most of us that are maybe a little older and maybe a little, uh, I guess I grew up in the Baptist church, whatever church you grew up in. But here's somebody we're all going to recognize, Don, if you'll hold that picture up. Does anybody recognize this guy? Can everybody see what he said? It says, courage is contagious when a brave man takes a stand other spines are stiffened. And folks, that includes ladies too. What else can we do? I would say to everyone here, get this book before the day's out. Read it cover to cover. The shocking similarities between what we are in right now and what happened in the 30s, you say, well, you know, if I would have lived back then, I would never let what happened in Germany happen if I were living there. Folks, we're letting it happen today, right before our very eyes. But in closing, I'm going to leave you on a good note. A good friend of mine told me several years ago, it was actually 2007, and I was bemoaning what kind of shape the world is was in right then. If you remember, gas hit $4 for the first time, and I thought, We're, it's over. And he sat down and he told me, he said, Dave, you're looking at it all wrong. He said, we are living in the most exciting time in history. According to Acts 2 and Joel chapter 2, we're about to see the last day's revival. We're about to see. That's what we're here for today. Lastly, we've all given, been given talents and platforms to speak. This is for, this is we're going to bring the business in. Pastors, church leaders that are here, business and political leaders, and the rest of us just everyday Christians. According to Matthew chapter 25, it talks about the parable of the talents. We have all been given talents and platforms to speak from. And one day, probably won't be long, we're all going to stand before our God. He's going to ask us a question. 
What did you do with what I gave you? Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Thank you all for joining us today. My name is Dan Bailey, and I have the honor and the privilege of working in education here in Putnam County, particularly Christian education. And they have asked me to say a prayer today over education. I would like to say before I start my prayer that I echo what Dave just said. The, the days may be darker and darker, but this is probably the church's finest hour. So let's all take our opportunity wherever God has placed us to be that shining light. Pray with me now over education for our schools. Heavenly Father, as your people, we are gathered here today in unity, lifting up our voices in intercessory prayer for our community and our nation. We pray specifically for all of our educators, students, and institutions of learning, from children in the smallest Mother's Day out and daycares to students in all of our kindergarten through 12th grade schools, as well as all higher education, adult learning, and trade school campuses. Father, we know that our enemy is not of flesh and blood, but rather it is Satan, and we know that he is prowling around as a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour. But we pray that you surround all these people and all these facilities with a strong hedge of your divine protection. We ask that you frustrate, confuse, and disarm any attempts of the enemy to bring destruction or harm to any of these people or locations. We also pray as a community and as a nation that we would allow you, Heavenly Father, to regain your rightful seat at the head of each classroom and that your Holy Spirit would flow freely from the lecture halls, classrooms, lunchrooms, playgrounds, and hallways of our schools. May your words of truth return to our textbooks, and may your spirit of grace freely flow from our lips as we instruct the next generation in how to live a life that is well and pleasing in your sight. Father, as educators, may we learn anew the true learning, that true learning can never really take place detached from the proper knowledge of who you are as our creator, sustainer, and source of all life. Help us recalibrate our moral and spiritual compasses to redirect our minds and our hearts toward you. And in so doing, help us raise up a generation of young people who know what it means to worship you in spirit and in truth. We exalt you, King Jesus, the name that is above every name, the name that at which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. As educators, may we be guilty of spreading the light of your truth in love to a generation that is lost, confused, and hurting, yet seeking to find their meaning, their purpose, and their place in this dark world. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised, Cookville, Tennessee. Amen. It's an honor to be here. My name's Houston Jared. I'm the campus pastor 
of Life Church Baxter, Tennessee. Amen? Amen. Which will be launching August the 6th at 11 a.m. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Amen. It's an honor to be here uh, to pray to a God who still hears us. I've been asked to pray for pastors. I've been asked to pray for churches. But first, I want to say it's my honor to be on this platform with such mighty men of God uh, in a town that still trusts in God, as you can see the sign above us. Amen. Y'all can give it up. Hallelujah. With a people that still are just crazy enough to believe the Bible's true. Amen. So most of you under the sound of my voice, y'all probably have a pastor or you have a church. So I want to say as I'm praying, don't so much tune into what I'm saying, but I want you to lift up your pastor as well and I want you to lift up your church because come to find out when we read the book correctly, the church isn't a building with air conditioning and seats, but this is the church right here in these seats. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you right now and we join together, Lord, in one voice in unity, lifting up the strong and mighty name of Jesus Christ, God. And I thank you for a people who still humble themselves, who still pray, and we're still believing for our land to be restored, Father God, as your word says it. And we give you honor and praise for every bit of that, Lord. I want to lift up all the many churches, not just in the Upper Cumberland, Lord, but there's uh, an estimated 11,000 churches in the state of Tennessee. And right now, Father God, we claim them for the kingdom of heaven, Lord Jesus. I thank you that in all these churches here in Putnam County that you've put men and women of God, Father God, that will lift up and preach the Word of God with no compromise, God. I thank you that our pastors, Lord Jesus, are spending time in their prayer closet and they're getting the oracles of God uh, directly uh, sewn into them through prayer, fasting, uh, and supplication, Father God. I thank you that the words they're preaching, it's truth and it does not return void, God. Give them courage of a line, Father God. Give them boldness, Father God, that although it may not be popular preaching, Lord Jesus, but it is still the infallible Word of God. And I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I want to lift up these churches also well. Father God, uh, it, I don't care what it says on the marquee, whether it be Baptist, whether it be Pentecost, whatever it may be, we are your people, Father God. And we bow down to one Lord, Father. And I praise your holy name today that these churches that are, 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 have empty seats in them today, Father God, that we're calling people in from the north, south, east, and west, Father God, that they'll walk by these churches and there'll be something that's drawn to them that we know is the Spirit of God, and they will leave what they're doing and walk in these churches, and these churches will impact our community, Father God, the way they should be. I thank you for the leaders Lord Jesus, it's in the church, Father God. The shepherds is exactly what pastors stands for today, Father God. But also the shepherds, not only in the churches, but also in the homes. Let men rise up and be men in the homes as well and be pastors of their house, Father God. That you get all the honor and the glory, Lord. We bow down before you. Lord, this platform that we're on is not for anyone to look forward to the speaker being here or remember them when we're gone, Father God, but only the infallible word of Jesus Christ, Father God. And that's what's going to change this town. That's what's going to change this country. So, Lord, I lift up my pastor to you personally right now, Lord, that vision continues to reign in him, Father God, uh, that you anoint him with a special anointing, Father God, uh, uh, to 
help out this community in such a way that we can only point back to the throne room of heaven. We give you honor, praise, and glory. We do this all in the mighty name of Jesus. And those that agree with me will shout, Amen. Amen. Hello and good afternoon. My name is Crystal Young. I am by profession a social worker uh, and the current director of Hope Center Adoption and Family Services located in Alga, Tennessee. Um, at Hope Center, we have a very simple mission, which is to nurture forever families through Christ-centered adoption services. So I come to you in the spirit and encouragement um, of the work that we do, but more impo importantly, um, through God's word. I wanted just to read, from you, read to you a passage in Psalm 127. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when, he, when, when they contend with their enemies in the gate. You know, the Lord gave a very clear directive um, to multiply on this earth. He gave that directive in Genesis. And we believe that children are our future, the generations to come. And families right now are under such attack from the enemy. Women, day in and day out, we see this, are believing the lies that the life that is inside of them is not a life, that abortion is the only choice that they have to make. And we stand directly in front of that lie to present the truth to women, that that life in front of them is valued, that God is the author and the creator of life. And I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to do that and to make adoption an accessible option for a woman to choose life for herself and to choose life for that child. So if you will bow your heads with me and we pray for this community and the work that is being done to lift up the name of the Lord so that we do not toil in vain, that we build our houses and our family on him and on his truths. Pray with me. Father, I thank you for the truth of your word, God. I thank you that we can have such peace and confidence in building our lives on you, God. I thank you, Father, for the blessings of family, Lord, for the blessings of community, Father God. I thank you for the beautiful blessing of life, God, that you speak life, God. You created this world that we stand here today in the freedom proclaiming your name, Father God. I thank you, God, that you call us to deeper things, that, God, you call us to posture ourselves in prayer and thanksgiving before you, Father God. And you call us, Father, to serve this world, to serve our families, God, well, and to serve in the name of Jesus, God. So, Lord, I pray that each one of us, God, would not want to labor in vain, God, that we will labor with purpose for the things, Lord, that we know are your heart, Father God. I pray for the families in this community, Lord, who are so broken, God, because of addiction, because of sin, because of violence, Father God. I pray for fathers to rise up as fathers, as, as men of God, as mighty warriors of God, 
who pray over and protect their wives and their families. And I pray for mothers, Lord God. What a beautiful blessing, Father, to have children, Lord. I pray, Father God, that every mother, God, would take seriously, Father, the stewardship of her child's heart, the stewardship of her family, Father God. As you speak of in Proverbs 31, Father, I pray that we would just desire that, Father God, as mothers, Lord, and that we would desire to impart, God, to generation after generation, Father God, the truth of your word of what a family built on you looks like, Lord. And for the mothers and the fathers who cannot have children naturally or biologically, Father God, I pray, God, that you would wipe, God, the stain of shame, Father, that they believe is there. I pray, Father God, that their eyes and their hearts would be open to your plan of adoption, God, that's so clear in the gospel, Father. You have adopted us into your family, Father. So I pray, Lord, that we would walk in the confidence of that, God that we would walk in the confidence of the opportunities that you give us, Lord, to see our community build family strong, Father God. That, Lord, we would believe that all things are possible with you, that in the darkest of places, God, where it feels impossible, Lord, we will not shy away from an opportunity, Father God, to be a kingdom builder and to bring your kingdom here on earth, Father God. I thank you for the platform, Lord, that we each have, Lord, to speak your truth, God, to have influence, Father God, to share vision, Father God. I pray that you would just continue to impart to us, Father, how to continue to build families in our communities, Lord, for the agencies that are working with families, Lord, in some of their darkest times, God. I just pray that you would send, God, your spirit to those places, God. Your spirit goes forth in ways that we don't even see or know, God, but we can trust that it's there. So I pray your protection, Father, over those agencies, over those social workers, God, who just love families and want to love them well. I pray, Father God, that we would recognize that all life, all things come from you, Father God, and that there is nothing that you are not aware of, God. You are not asleep on your watch, Father God. You are watching over all things and orchestrating all things together for your good, Father God. So, Lord, we bless your name. We honor you and we lift you high, God. We pray these things in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Where we're going to pray our final prayer, we want to once again thank you for being a part of this special day. I want to invite you to watch nationaldayofprayer.org tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The national National Day of Prayer service will be held from the U.S. Capitol tonight with many speakers and some amazing Christian artists will be doing their music. We also want to thank Stonecom Radio for broadcasting today. We want to thank the Woodman of the World for the wonderful flags. A special thanks to our county mayor, Randy Porter, and Cookville City Mayor, Lauren Wheaton, who've designated this day as the National Day of Prayer in Cookville, Tennessee. Amen. But especially, we want to thank our local National Day of Prayer Committee, uh, Carla McKinney. In my 40-something years of ministry and being involved in a lot of these events, this is the most organized event that I've ever been involved in on this day. And let's give them a hand. Would you do that? Our final prayer today, and I hope you received a brochure when you came in. It's the 2023 National Prayer for America. And we want to read it together on this. This prayer will be prayed in all of the 30,000 
National Day of Prayer events that are happening in the United States of America. So let's join our hearts and read together with all the thousands and hundreds of thousands of Christians who will be praying this prayer today. Join me in praying. We come with fervent hearts to praise you, Lord. You are the Word, the Way, Truth, and Life, the Alpha and Omega, Lion of Judah, Almighty God, who was and is and is to come. You're, you clothed yourself in flesh and dwelt among us to remove our sin and clothe us in your righteousness that we might dwell with you forever and ever. With broken, humble hearts, we repent of our sins, confessing to you our faithlessness, prayerlessness, and disobedience. Forgive us for our doubt, our prideful and quarrelsome words that reveal our unclean hearts. Cleanse us and renew a right and steadfast spirit within us, we pray. With grateful hearts, we thank you fervently for the blessings in our life and throughout America. They are more than we are able to count. We will remember your grace and testify of your goodness in all generations. Help us to refrain from complaining, but instead be prompted to pray faithfully in every circumstance. Teach us to have a content heart, knowing you are always enough for every situation. As the church, we commit to pray and love our neighbor and nation as you loved us, that our reputation in this world would be rooted in your love. Holy Spirit, work and overflow through us in every prayer, thought, word, and deed. May our character, conversations, and conduct reflect the righteousness in which you clothed us and command us to live. With an obedient heart, we put on the full armor of God. Your breastplate of righteousness guards our hearts from which flows the springs of life. We pray fervently for our communities and country, the people who are in the church, family, education, business and workplace, military, government, arts, entertainment and media. Every person is your workmanship, fearfully and wonderfully created and loved. With hopeful hearts, we pray that all who would choose to receive your love and follow you. We pray that America would confess Jesus is Lord and reflect your righteousness in every sphere of influence and every aspect of our lives. We ask that heavenly hope would flood our hearts, silence hate, and that you will heal our land. Believing you, all you are, all you said, and all you have promised, we pray fervently in righteousness and avail much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Didn't we enjoy the worship of this wonderful worship team today? Let's give them a hand. On behalf of the Putnam County uh, National uh, Prayer Committee, National Day of Prayer Committee, thank you so much. We want to let you know that to have a prayer day without offering the opportunity for prayer would be uh, wrong. So as we dismiss, there will be the ladies of the committee and others will be standing up here. And if you want personal prayer, we invite you to come up and someone will be here to pray for you. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Pastor Eddie Turner wrapping up the National Day of Prayer Ceremony in downtown Cookville at the... 
Putnam County Courthouse, one of numerous events that are going on across the Upper Cumberland on this, the National Day of Prayer.